Welcome to our Stone Arbor Women's Podcast. We're excited to launch our first podcast ever. Our purpose is to give Stone Arbor women a place to share what God is doing in their lives. 1 Thessalonians 5.11 says, Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up, just as in fact you are doing. We're excited to bring stories of Stone Arbor women to you in order to encourage you to keep taking your next steps with Jesus. Today's theme for our podcast is Faith, Not Fear. We recently had our first women's Bible study on our new Glen Haven campus. Our theme for that night was Faith, Not Fear. As we studied the scriptures, we saw examples of how fear can keep us from obeying God. We also took a look at promises that God gives us when we face fear. The next series of podcasts are a collection of faith stories from real women who have faced their fears and chosen to walk forward in faith. As you hear the stories of these women, I hope you hear the promises found in scripture come to life. Thanks for being here today. Well, I'm so excited to have you here today, Janelle, and I'm excited to hear you share your story of how God has used fear in your life to help you choose faith. Before we get started, how about you just kind of give us a little bit of information about yourself? Okay, thanks for having me. My name is Janelle, and I've been married to my husband, Eric, for seven and a half years almost, and we have three kids. They are currently six, four, and a year and a half. And my husband um, runs his own business, a financial planning firm. And that is the circumstance that God has used um, more recently to help me face some fear and choose faith. Okay. Well, yes, that would cause a little bit of fear. And I'm sure sometimes there's more fear and sometimes there's less fear. Yes. (laughs) Well, what's so significant about this circumstance? So my husband is in financial planning and he was part of a large firm for a couple of years, working a lot of hours, trying to make traction. And about a year into it, he told me that he was considering the possibility of quitting and starting his own firm. And my immediate response was, no, I don't (laughs) like that idea. And he molded over for a really long time and then he got some advice, some wise counsel, and they all said it sounded great and he should go for it. And so I said, okay, they say that, then I will just trust and follow. And so about eight months ago, he quit his job and started his own business, which I knew would be a risk and a step of faith. It meant no guaranteed income, likely taking on debt to get the business off the ground and not knowing how much we would make every month or even if we would make any money. And all of this has been in a time when the financial industry has seemed fairly unstable. So there was just the fear of leaving the business and the the guaranteed, in quotes, income, which is never, I'm realizing, really guaranteed, but it felt more secure. So the fear of leaving that for the unknown and then also just this overarching is this really a great time? Like for the stock market, is this really a great time? Because that that determines so much of how much money he makes is how well the stock market's doing. And if you follow the news at all, which I don't normally follow that, but I now know a lot about the financial world. It has been, there has been this looming and kind of predicted, like it's going to go down. It's going to go down. And so I've had to battle fear on a couple fronts in this area, but it sounds like it's a perfect storm. Yes. Uh-huh. Or an incubator for fear. 
<laughs> yes, that's a great word for it. Yeah, it, it kind of it has felt just, you know, we often say this is God's training ground for us. And it has felt, I imagine like when you're training for the military and like the obstacle course and it, in my mind, this whole season has kind of been like when you're craw- army crawling under like the net and you're like in the mud and you're just trying to like go for it. And it feels like it's kind of all around you. That's yeah. kind of how it has felt because it has impacted so many areas of our life. Yeah. Also, I've had to wrestle some fear of time. He was already working a lot of hours, but then starting his own business meant even more hours. And we see him actually more because his office is now in our home, but there's not a lot of quality time. And even, you know, after the kids go to bed at night, he's working. There's just, it's always work. So that has been an area where I've had to battle some fear also. What are some of the thoughts that you wrestle with? So a lot of the thoughts that I've had to wrestle with are what ifs. What if this doesn't work? What if we run out of money? What if we develop bad credit? What if we lose our house? Can't buy our kids clothes? I mean, I can run this through so many scenarios. Or even just what if we can't give our kids what they want? Like a fear of my kids getting ripped off and basically a fear of me getting ripped off. I really, that's what I have kind of boiled it down to is ultimately it's a fear of, is God really going to take care of me? Are my needs going to be met if we take this risk? And really we are taking the risk, but the biggest thing that I have recognized through this is that I really don't have any control. And I, I struggled with some financial insecurity when I was single. And then when we were newly married, this has come up a few times, but back then it felt like I had, it was an illusion of control, like, because it felt like, well, I can just get another job or I can just do this to make more money. And that's actually not completely accurate. I mean, I could get another job, but that doesn't mean that I'm just, it was an illusion that I could provide. And, but now I'm in a position where I really don't have that illusion of control. Even there is nothing that I can do to make more money for our family. Like I have to really trust God and then follow my husband. I, I don't get to, I can't even attempt to grasp control. Those have been the f- fearful thoughts and kind of where I've identified that my my fear and struggle is coming from. Has there been a low point? There have been a few. So the day that Eric decided that he was going to quit his job, he had gone ahead and cleaned out his office. So it was like, there's no turning back. Like he's leaving this morning to go quit his job. I was laid up on the couch sick. So that was that whole week was a low point. Um, Right after he quit his job, both of our cars broke down with the exact same problem. We have often said to ourselves, opportunity brings opposition. Like we just remind ourselves that this is an opportunity to trust God and to move forward in faith, but there there's going to be opposition and there are going to be hard things. And it's not like you choose faith and then it's done. Like I have chosen faith and now I can press through this with my faith. It's a continual choosing. This last week or two weeks, we had a very extended sickness in our house and then our water heater went out and then our heater on our house went out. Just a lot of things breaking, a lot of financial things. We've had medical issues that we didn't anticipate. We have been to the doctor more since Eric quit his job than the last few years. I don't want to say it's not a constant low point, but it has been a struggle. And Mm -hmm. I think that externally, those are the low points, but I think internally, it has just been how I choose to respond to those have determined like, is this going to be a low point for me or am I going to be able to 
move forward and trusting God. Does that make sense? Yes. I didn't even know that that had happened this week. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I but hope God, it's not because you're going to, you were going to yeah. share about it. I, I did say something to Eric, like, maybe, you know, this is coming, but I have also seen God come through so many times, even our water heater breaking. We found out Afterwards, we called just to check and it was under warranty. So all the parts were free. Our heater is still kind of an issue and it was expensive, but you know, we have seen God come through many times. There was one night when I was laying in bed and thinking, God, I don't know how I'm going to pay for groceries for the rest of this month. And just praying and finally landed on, I'm going to do my best and just trust you with the provision. And the next day we got an unexpected check for a lot of money. And it was like, okay, God, like you are going to take care of us. But even though I've had those moments, I still continue to have to battle. Like it still comes up. I can look back at all the times that God has provided through this, but it still is a fear that that comes up that I have to, to really just continually try to choose to trust God. It can feel exhausting a little bit, but... Mm-hmm. He has been so faithful. I have to remind myself of that truth over and over. I'm hearing you say that you are walking through this fearful circumstance and then you are practicing putting your faith in the Lord. And then the next fearful circumstance comes up and then you put your faith in God and you see him come through. And then that's just a journey through the the valley and the shadow yeah. of death or not death. We won't be so <laughs> dramatic on this one, but just real mm-hmm. hardship. You, you're having to walk through hardship, financial hardship, and that sometimes can be very stressful for a woman. And we get our security from knowing that we're going to have a roof over our heads mm-hmm. and we're going to be able to take care of our children. And mm-hmm. so I'm really encouraged to hear how you are processing that fear and then you're just choosing to take the next right step. It has highlighted for me how much security I was getting from the temporal things that were making me feel taken care of. It has highlighted that this is something that I struggle with. And I see it even in my daughter, like the desire for security. She's young, but I mean, it's not the same, but I can see it. And I think like, oh, this is, this is something that we struggle with as women is, am I going to be taken care of? Am I going to be okay? And are my needs going to get met or am I going to get ripped off? Yeah. I have had several of those thoughts in my mind Mm -hmm. through the years. What, uh, what else has helped you battle with the fear? I mean, I'm still very much in this, but we started something in our house where um, I got a jar, like a big vase, and we got these little round wooden discs and we have a Sharpie. And every time God answers a prayer or provides, we write it on there on one side and like what it was. And then on the back, we write the date and we drop it in the jar. So it's a very tangible, visible reminder. And our whole family can be a part of that. And sometimes my kids will pull down the jar and look at them. And sometimes they'll ask me to like draw a picture of what it was so that they can see like, oh, this is our house. And we kind of have retroactively added some bigger things that God has provided. But I think having a tangible, visible reminder of the things that God has done and how he is taking care of us is very helpful. I used to read scripture and look at the Israelites and think, how do you not just trust God? Like, look at all these ways that God is taking care of you, but you still struggle. And then I realized that is me. You know, I have not just what God is currently doing in my life or has done in my life, but I also have all these stories from scripture of how God is taking care of people. So I have found myself really searching through scripture for those stories to bring me encouragement, talking about it in our family and with our kids, how God has provided for us has also encouraged me watching my kids start to realize that 
like everything that we have comes from God. The other day I was talking with my kids about some people who were in some financial need and my kids have been saving money for things that they want. And my daughter said, I want to give them my money and trust God to take care of me. I want to see how he takes care of me. That's amazing. I know I got a little bit to your head and I thought I could learn something from you. But I think remembering the times that God has come through for us, even before this, but also during this. And then just a lot of scripture memory. I've been working on that with my kids and we've been memorizing songs, but really, you know, it's in quotes for my kids. But in the end, it has really been for me. Sometimes I'm struggling and I will find myself singing the songs to myself just as I go about my day. One of our favorites is 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Jesus. I'm not going to sing it for all of you, but we sing that to ourselves. And Ephesians 5, 20, giving thanks always to God our Father in the name of Jesus Christ our Lord. A couple of times when things have broken, I just kind of sing that verse to myself as a way like, I'm going to choose to thank God right now. I thought that the sermon today was so helpful. It was about sadness, not necessarily about fear. But one of the things that Daniel said was uh, turning self-pity to praise. And I think I have tried to do that with my fear when I start to feel fearful. Praising God and giving thanks for the things that he has done for us has really helped me to kind of turn my fear and get a grip on it. So I think that the scripture memory has been the most significant thing that has helped me because it's truth that I can keep coming back to over and over and over again. And that truth doesn't change based on my circumstances. What I'm encouraged that I hear you say is that you are having to parent as you're walking through this difficult time and your kids are watching you choose faith. So it's kind of like a double blessing for you. You get to learn how to choose faith and then your children get to learn how to choose faith. And so you're modeling that for them. And that's kind of what parenting is about. We do life with our kids and they see us through several circumstances and they see how we respond to the circumstances. And then they see if what we say about God is real. So I'm really encouraged by what you're saying. Thanks. I hope I hope that they're seeing more of the choosing faith than the giving into fear. I think even when I have given into fear, I think in some ways it helps me to be able to tell them I really chose to give into fear, you know, mm. and I can see that you're struggling with that in this scenario. You know, they don't struggle with the, are we going to have a roof over our head? They don't think about that. But in their own scenarios, when they're struggling with fear, I can say, you've seen me struggle with that. I can point to, but how did that go for me? Did that turn out well? Was I choosing to trust God or was was I giving into fear? How did that make me treat other people? Because I've noticed that when I'm giving into fear, I'm also really not treating other people well because I'm trying to grasp to get my needs taken care of. Or I'm so in my head and so focused on my own fear that I'm using harsh words or, you know, really being selfish about things. Now, what you're saying about being selfish or harsh words, that's what I would struggle with. You know, if whenever I'm dealing with fear, I get selfish and I have a hard time using kind mm -hmm. words. <laughs> this is a core struggle of mine in general, but I can see it really comes up when I'm personally giving into fear. Those, those things come up. And I see, I think with parenting, it's much easier to see the immediate impact of harsh words or my selfishness. Whereas relating with friends or, you know, peers, it's not, it's not as close of a relationship. It's not 24 seven and, you know, they don't necessarily react with tears or they might not immediately say to you, that was mean, mommy. They wouldn't <laughs> say mommy, but 
you know, or that hurt my feelings or, you know, like, so my kids are a really great reflection often of where I'm at. It's much more clear. I'm struggling right now and I need to get a grip on this because it's immediately impacting these people. And I think for Eric too, uh, my husband, when I'm giving into fear, he already feels so much pressure. I don't need to add more pressure. He feels that already. So when I'm giving into fear, that is just making his job even harder. It's already so hard. He's sacrificing so much. And it's not like he's not thinking those same things. I'm sure that those thoughts cross his mind, those what ifs. But really the best way that I can follow and serve him is by choosing faith. And I think something that this has also highlighted is, and I've heard it said, but I've really experienced it is I cannot also put my trust in my husband. I have to trust the Lord to take care of us while following my husband. I cannot put the entire burden on Eric because he has to also see God come through. He doesn't have total control over it either. It might seem and feel like he has, I mean, he has more control than I do because he's the one doing the work. But I mean, he still says often, we have to pray that God provides the results. I'm putting in the work, but God has to provide the results. And I think when I'm giving into fear, that that doesn't help him either. And it's really when I'm giving into fear, it's showing that I'm trying to put my trust in him and what he's doing and not in the Lord. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's yeah. It sounds like God's revealing a lot of things about your marriage and about parenting, mm-hmm. and that sounds like that's really becoming true versus real. You've had to trust God with following your husband, and then trusting God to take care of you. And you're you've heard that for years, and mm-hmm. now you're getting to practice it. <laughs> yes, a lot. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think one of the things. Oh, one of the other things that has really helped, but also God has just really made clear more recently is we hear like God is always with you. God is always with me, but I think it has been really highlighted and I have really reminded myself, God is always with me. The same God who was with all of these people throughout history doing these amazing things, that same God is actually with me when I'm meal planning and trying to like tighten up our budget. When I'm, when something breaks in our house, like the same God that was with Moses and Joshua and All of these people all throughout history, even I think of heroes of the faith that I look back to and their circumstances really encourage me. That same God is with me in the mundane things that I'm trying to persevere through that aren't a big deal in the grand scheme of the world's history, but that's my daily world. And that has brought so much comfort in the fear that God is, he sees me trying to, you know, make this work. Yes. So how was your faith different before you started this trial? And now currently, where are you at in your faith? How has that changed you? I mean, we are still actually in the beginnings of it, but already it has been one of the most significant things that God has used to grow me and challenge me and refine a lot of things in me. I think the biggest thing is knowing that he is always with me. The same God who is with all of people throughout history, the people doing really amazing things, people all throughout scripture, that same God is with me every day in what I'm doing, which might not seem as significant as all of those wonderful, amazing stories that we read or hear, but this still matters. And I think about my kids, this matters for their life here on earth, but also for their eternity, like their training and growing and trusting God, this matters for them. And it, it matters as we're trying to reach out to people who are not walking with God, we can point to how God is taking care of us. At some point or another, most people experience financial 
stress or strain or difficulty or hardship, especially right now. There's a lot of stress for a lot of people. Well, at the beginning of the podcast, you talked about opportunity and opposition. And I hear a lot of opportunity for your family, opportunity to trust God, opportunity to learn that God is real. And I'm so encouraged by your your story today. So thanks for sharing, Janelle. Thanks for having me. It was a very helpful process for me to reflect as I'm in it. 